Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devils postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving game tomorrow in the NFL. And if either team scores a point in that game, you get $100 in free bets. Uh, if you use that promo code PHNX, that's about all the good news I have from my side tonight. Brittany, how are you doing? Uh, I'm short-circuiting, I, I guess, yeah. uh, apparently. Um, well, Shane... Um, I can't say I didn't expect this, but mm. I have to say the start to this game was very misleading compared to what ended up happening. So um, I felt like uh, I didn't expect it, and then I watched them get off to a, heart, a hot start, and then it got my hopes up, and then now I'm sad. Yeah, well, it isn't an Arizona State athletic event unless they get your hopes up in the first place. Um, you know, Devils Very fall to, to Baylor 75-63. The line in the DraftKings Sportsbook app was actually 11.5. So uh, when Baylor got that offensive rebound in the game, he made a lot of betters mad off of that. Um, Baylor was led by their homeless man of a small forward um, tonight, <laughs> um, Matt Meyer. He, he's, he, I remember watching him last year. Um, in the tournament, he's a stud, man. Six nine senior, um, yeah. finished tonight with fourteen and four. But it's it doesn't really do it justice of how much he moves around the court. He moves so well for such a tall guy. Uh, I, I expect to see him probably in the draft next year, uh, falling probably in the second round or so. But yeah, that Baylor team is good. They are good at playing sports, and Arizona State isn't right now. Yeah, man, it's tough because you look at this game and you want to be mad at the Sun Devil team, but it's almost like you can't because, yes, there were four shots that they put up, but realistically watching Baylor play, how well put together they looked and and just the shots that they were hitting because it's not like Arizona State wasn't putting up some defense tonight in their face. Yeah. They were hitting contested shots. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, it's not like I have a ton of complaints in terms of ASU's defense like yep. I have in other nights where they're just leaving everything beyond the arc wide open. Um, this Baylor team just is super good. And you saw them as soon as they were able to get the tempo going their way and kind of break away with the ball, uh, take it up court for a layup, whatever it might be. Um, when they were setting the tempo, that was when they were doing the best. And uh, then Baylor started playing their game, you know, and um, that was when they were able to take over. So it's tough. Like I was saying, I guess to bring it all back full circle, it's tough to watch it, but then you watch what Baylor actually does and the talent that they have on their team. And it's almost like you can't be mad. You have to hope that Arizona State learned from this. Just kind of be content. I mean, they played all right, but what all were people expecting? I mean, they weren't, they're without Marcus Bagley. They still haven't been gelling. You've lost two to UC uh, Riverside and then San Diego State. So, I mean, you're not really riding the momentum going into this. And Bobby Hurley's talked about momentum a lot. Yeah. Uh, look, just as you mentioned about the pace, um, that's how Baylor plays. They play fast. Um, and that's when they play their best. And that's when ASU was playing their best. Uh, even if it wasn't off of fast break points early in the game, it was uh, the ball whipping around, quick offensive possessions, DJ Horn hitting a couple threes to start. And, and and that that that's what was working. You saw a little bit of a spark toward the end of that second half, obviously too late, but that's when it works. And I don't know if that's something that the coaching staff doesn't want to push toward, but when this team gets in offensive sets, it's one-on-one -on -one basketball, and that doesn't work in college basketball when you're playing a high-level opponent like Baylor um, and mm -hmm. such a good defensive team like Baylor. You can't get away with that. So, yeah. No, I'm as soon just, as I'm Baylor started playing iso ball, it was – lights out i mean it, it was 
it got kind of ugly, to be 100% honest. And my complaint really with Arizona State in this game mostly was just like some of the really stupid shots that they were putting up um, that they did not need to, or well, they they could have just waited and set something else up. Oh my God, hi, go away. Sorry, my dog just barked in my room. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, I felt like they didn't need to put up some of those shots or the ones that they did, they were rushed, they were sloppy, they weren't really a good shot selection. They just needed to tighten things up again. It's the same thing we've been seeing all year. Um, I don't know. I'm just waiting for things to all come together here. Yeah. Look, bottom line for the Sun Devils team is they just need to, well, they need to do a lot of things, but they need to start getting their offensive sets figured out because if that's the way they want to play, um, then they're going to, they're going to, they're going to have to figure out something because this team doesn't have plays that work. They don't have guys that can get buckets at will, even though they should, they have all the talent on the roster that they should have. Um, I mean, I, I thought Enoch Balachi was fantastic tonight. There were thought, a, that's another thing. There were a lot of really missed easy buckets that they should have had. Yeah. Um, it just it, poor shots where it was just, I don't know what was happening if it wasn't focused. Like, uh, I'm not sure who put one of the shots up. It was so short. It barely hit the front of the rim. And I was just like, bro, what are you doing? Just set up, take your time, sl- slow things down, set things up, find somebody, pass the ball, but get the ball moving and then put a shot up. But don't force yeah. it if it's not there. Well, if there's one thing to take away from tonight, it's DJ Horn. He was 7 for 10 from the field, 6 for 9 from 3, finished with 20 points, the leading scorer out of anybody on the court tonight. Um, I don't think he was the best player on the court tonight. He scored the most points, but I think the starting five of Baylor was better than everybody that played on the Sun Devil team. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, there just wasn't a lot to take away. Uh, Well, there's a lot to take away. There wasn't a lot that we learned from the Sun Devil team that we already (laughs) haven't learned. Because there yeah, was, it's, just, it's yeah. the same things. It's the same things. There they, were they, some they, questionable things. I, I would yeah. say there were some non-characteristic things that we saw uh, yeah. that I would hope people wouldn't take away. That would be like, oh, okay. Uh, for example, I don't. I was going to ask you about this in a little bit uh, later on, but we'll just roll into it right now. Uh, Shane, I don't really feel like Alonzo Gaffney was necessarily himself in this game. You know, he had that missed dunk and a uh, couple other missed opportunities in the game and. You know, at one point, I felt like uh, some of the Baylor guys were behind his back, and he's playing defense, and he can't even find where the ball's at. Yeah, um, yeah, he wasn't great. Uh, he was over four from the field, no points. I also thought Kamani Lawrence wasn't very good. He had four points, only two for seven, uh, missed two free throws. The shots that he normally hits weren't falling, only four rebounds. Um, the leading rebounder for the Sun Devils tonight Wow, I didn't even see this. Uh, Marion Jackson had 11 boards. I saw he had 10 assists, but he had 11 boards and 10 assists, only five points on the night. Um, 0 for 5 from the field, 5 for 5 from the free throw line. If he would have just, uh, if he would have just scored, he would have had a triple double and a loss. Um, which yeah, I, I and I mean he's trying. <laughs> I feel great. like for him, I mean, I mean yeah, he's putting the fan. shots up and he can hit from the free throw line. He's consistent there. So if you know he's a shooter, right now I feel like for him it's just finding a rhythm and getting comfortable out there and finding his confidence because. Um, I mean, same thing we've talked about with Jaden Daniels in terms of uh, being a quarterback and lacking that that confidence that comes with it when you're struggling. Same things when, you, when you're a shooter and your shots aren't following. You start to question yourself a little bit. Um, he's somebody who I would like to see get over this hump somewhat soon, and I think we're getting close because you're starting to see the other elements of his game really heat up. So I feel like it's just right around the corner. It's just a matter of him getting comfortable, getting back into the flow of things. And I think – really something that is affecting people more than we're talking about is returning to arenas with fans. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> so this is the point that I'm scared about. I was just thinking about this when you were talking. Um, 
I've said uh, earlier in this season on our post game shows that this team just needs to find its groove. They need to find who they are. They need to find their identity. By the time they, they get the pack, they might they might not have one, or they their timer might, might run out before they can find it. Um, well, here's the thing: you can't say by the time they get to Pac-12 play because that's not really a thing. I mean, Pac-12 play literally starts a week from today. Yeah. They post Washington State at exactly. home. Um, you don't really have time for that. And then, I mean, sorry, my AirPods falling out, but you don't really have a quick turner, or you don't really have a lot of time to rest because you do have a quick turnaround. Because then the following Sunday, you're playing Oregon. Um, and I know that they're not having a stellar season Oof, themselves either. Today. But um, still, it it Pac-12, man, anything can happen. We've seen it in football. It, it can't. The, the conference cannibalizes itself. Um, and I just you got to get this stuff figured out. And I know that Bobby Hurley's biggest thing has been that he doesn't shy away from the tests. He's he's always pushed his teams. And I think the biggest thing right now is seeing when it's going to come together in jail and everybody's waiting and you're chomping at the bit. And just like football, you've been promised this product for so long and you're waiting to see it the year you were closest to getting it to come to fruition. Everything got yanked out from under you. So I just feel like there's a lot of eyes, a lot of impatience and just a lot of expectations right now. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Before we get more into that, um, I do just want to bring up our lyric of the game tonight. I think it's a pretty good one. Um, lyric of the game. Uh, you want to sing the jingle, Brett? Lyric of the game. Lyric of the game. Lyric of the game. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, it's actually just an album. It's not even a song today. It's just Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Um, damn. All right. <sighs> damn. That, uh, damn. I, I, that's all I can think of um, for that game. It was not fun um, to watch. And it, this is the only reason why I'm not hitting the panic button because this team is so new and I'm going to die on this hill. I know I am. This team is so new. There's so many moving parts to this team, but it doesn't really matter when they find themselves. They could be one in 19 going into the PAC 12 tournament or like one in 24, whatever it is going into the PAC 12 tournament and then get hot and figured out all of a sudden. And then they get a, the NCAA tournament, but I don't want that to happen or two and two and sorry, two and 24. I don't want that to happen, but I don't know. I mean, it's possible. That's the only reason why I'm not completely gone, but the things I'm seeing tonight, if they continue, uh, I don't know how much faith I'm ever going to have in this team. It's just so hard to watch, man. The offense doesn't come from anywhere. No, I know. And, but like we've been saying, I mean, there are a lot of new pieces. So um, many. I think you're hitting that nail on the head. I mean, but and you also have to think about the fact that Bobby Hurley's whole coaching staff this year is new as well. Um, yeah. He wanted people who were going to really be committed to helping this program grow and continue growing in the path that he wants it to grow on. And, um, you know, he kind of touched on the fact that the people who were around last year weren't really um, – on board with that. And that makes sense given the number of players who decided to transfer out of the program and the coaches that left and, you know, the, the turnover. So you look at what they have the opportunity to do this year. I mean, no one really, well, first rewind that for a second. Yeah. Shane, let's think back to, I don't know, May, June of last year, uh, Cherry announced he's entering the transfer portal. House yeah. announced he's entering the transfer portal. Uh, Woods announced he's entering the transfer portal. Martin announced he's entering the transfer portal. Sun Devil Nation as a, a whole is shitting bricks, right? Yeah. Everyone's freaking out. No one thinks that basketball is going to be anything. Everybody's already calling for Bobby Hurley to be fired. And you're still five months away from the season at that point. Um, 
the players all like, he worked. He got the players to come in. He rebuilt the roster, but they haven't been playing together for some insane amount of time. All of this stuff is still new. It all takes a while for it to gel. Um, and so realistically, fans, when you think back to what your expectations were five months ago, six months ago, and no, you look back to what you're getting right now, I mean, should you really be disappointed? No, you really should not. And when you look at what you're getting right now, I think you should actually be optimistic in terms of what you would have been getting had Hurley not been able to go out there yeah. and snag some ballers, man. Yeah, L- look, the <laughs> You're you're completely right because because you don't have guys like Marion Jackson or DJ Horn, even though Marion Jackson hasn't been great offensively, which is what he normally does. Well, he was also advertised Only with scoring. But, I mean, he's exactly. been really he contributes exactly. still in terms of assists and with rebounds. Exactly. So you have to look at what else they do in terms of how yeah. they contribute. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. He 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 wasn't yeah. he wasn't only advertised as a scorer. We advertised him, and everybody's he advertised himself as a guy that can do it all. Um, six mm-hmm. points or, or six rebounds, six assists, average last year and throughout his whole career, basically. Um, and that's happening. It's not. And and the fact that the, the, there was no give up at the end. I mean, he, he, there's three minutes to go. They're down 17. They cut it to 10 at one point or whatever it was. I mean, it just it, they made him use a timeout. Like this team cares. Uh, and again it's Baylor it's number six Baylor it's not just some team that was ranked number six because of some recruits ahead this team won the natty last year and I know there's no David yeah. Mitchell and they're they're missing some seniors but they have a lot of guys back and they have a lot of good freshmen back I mean uh and it's a the complete culture team. Of the program doesn't disappear overnight look at UCLA I mean they have a ton of guys that are returning I know that but look at how powerful they are and they have had that culture for years. I mean, once you get it built within a program, it's built within a program for the most yeah. part. Especially, I feel like that's more so with basketball than with football. Because like I've said before, it's easier to turn a football program or a basketball program around than a football program around. You're putting five guys out versus 11 guys. Your roster depth is way different in terms of mm-hmm. how many you're working with. So I think in terms of if you need to start fresh and you have a complete turnover, it's just a lot quicker to get those guys out or get the guys who don't necessarily vibe with the new staff and their new uh, motto or their new mindset out of there and, and turn it over. But it's not even that situation right now, you know, because there's not, I mean, Bobby Hurley is still the same, but it's just, uh, it's just kind of getting back into finding what, how they're going to play together, how they're yep. going to gel, who's going to step up because they don't have Marcus Bagley. I think that that's kind of an issue. They're trying to figure out who's going to have to step up and be that guy to fill in for the holes and yeah. kind of shift around again. And so again, it's just, a matter of battling through adversity. And I don't want to say that they've looked bad. Um, there have been issues. There have definitely been issues. Um, in past games, I, I want to say that they really struggled in terms of defending around the arc yeah. and the perimeter. But uh, they did better with that in this game. I think that there were a lot of things that they looked like they had improved on in this game. But Baylor's level of competition was just so much past theirs um, in terms of what they're able to put together with their communication at this point. So I'm not completely turned off by what I saw tonight. In fact, I think what I saw tonight might actually make me feel a little bit better than what I saw against UC Riverside. And that was a closer game. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> This made me really mad tonight during the broadcast. Uh, one of my least favorite things, and it's fine. Like, it's not a knock on it, like announcers or anything, um, but it's just like kind of pouring salt in the moon. When your team is getting blown out and you're watching a game, and then the announcers start talking about a large mouth bass fishing bass fishing tournament, um, it doesn't sit well. And it and I and at one point I audibly said, "Shut up, stop it," 
because they were just like, how do I enter one of these? I'm like, dude, ASU's down yeah, 14. I, heard I can't that. do this right now. It was right at now. the very end. I want to say there was like 40-something seconds left and somebody was at the free throw line. No, no, no. no. This was this was at like – this was either right before halftime or right after halftime when like there was still a chance. And it, they were talking about – and they might have brought it, it up again. Then it was after halftime. It yeah. was after halftime then it was, because I, was, I, I did I just, hear it. Also, the Bobby Hurley interview with the Sea Lion was fantastic. Um, that yeah, was one of I was going to tweet things. about that, it, but I like wanted a visual to go with it, and I hadn't been able to find one at the time. But yeah, um, that was really great. That. I feel like that needs to be made into a gift, or we need to have that as like a segment with just him and that dude standing there with the Sea Lion in the back, like. Ah! Yeah, a little bit of levity for sure. Well, guys. Um, if you want to be disappointed by Arizona State not covering the spread, download that DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app. That can happen to you all the time. Um, it's happened to me multiple times. It happened to me tonight, actually. Ouch. Uh, so, yeah, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. And, guys, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I mean, football, food, what more can you want? Betting? Yeah. Uh, bet just $1 on any NFL game tomorrow during Thanksgiving. And uh, if they win – uh, or if, sorry, if, if either team in that game scores a point, you get $100 in free bets this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That's uh, that's promo code PHNX when you sign up. Uh, they have It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable, it's fun. Um, Jay Crowder didn't score the first bucket tonight for me and Espo, but um, you can always bet on things like that. Weird props are always available. I found these new things called flash props where you can bet on who scores the next point um, in a given game when it's live. So that's fun. Um, so yeah, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code PHNX. Get your free, free money, baby. Um, that's 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem called 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Um, well, let's get a little more into the team stats rather than the uh, player stats. Look, uh, ASU shot the ball 35% from the field tonight. Not the best, not the worst. Baylor shot the ball 42% from the field tonight, which is solid. But ASU was able to shoot the ball 37% from uh, beyond the arc from three. And Baylor much shot 30, improved, man. Much improved, 33% from three for Baylor. 81% from the free throw line for ASU as well. Um, rebounding was a little rough. They gave up 15 offensive rebounds, but also got 10 of their own. But it also just felt like they were getting out-hustled um, kind of it in really all did. facets of the game. It did. I mean, they were bigger in terms of just playing more aggressive. They were quicker. They were stronger. They were fighting. They were scrappier. Um, there were a couple moments I actually felt like I was – I don't know. It was almost like watching the play unfold in slow-mo, and you could just see – whoever it was in a black uniform standing there watching it unfold yeah. and then watching the ball go right into a Baylor guy's hands and yeah. not reaching for it for a rebound. And it's like, dog, you're right there. You are right there. At least make an effort to get the ball. Do not just <laughs> watch it. Like you are like a third party in some sort of like Airbud movie or something. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of physicality, uh, Baylor, committed 17 fouls tonight asu only committed 11 um i feel like that kind of says something a little bit storyline wise uh yeah, they weren't they as aggressive as defensively yeah um but the turnovers are what separates it. arizona state at 15 baylor only had eight you could expect that from a from a tough baylor team that has the trap that's kind of suffocates you um and an inexperienced asu team and combine those you get a recipe for disaster so it wasn't as bad as it could have been um but Baylor's just a really, really well put together team. Um, got my hopes up a little too high before this game. Didn't think they were going to win. I thought they'd play a little bit better. Look, it's it's early. Um, I, we're going to keep saying that until 
it's March Madness until it's Selection Sunday and ASU doesn't make the cut. Uh, I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, it's early <laughs> because it, it honestly is. This team just needs to figure out who they are, um, and hopefully they do at some point. At some point, hopefully they figure out who they are. I think they will. Also, you have to keep in mind that around the Christmas time, they do have a little bit of time off. Yep. Um, and I think that that will be a good opportunity for them to regroup and really get everything back pulled back together. Um, but I think that that's going to be around the time when you really see things starting to gel. Um, I think that the added uh, terms, I, I guess, you know, when you start to get to games where you have more fans in the arena, like, for example, I think that the GCU game on December 9th is going to be absolutely insane. And I think that they are going to really feed off of that. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening, though, because a lot of these kids have never played in front of a crowd this big, somewhere this loud on ASU's side, I should say. Um, you know, a lot of youth, a lot of sophomores, a lot of guys who uh, haven't seen the lights of those big games. So it'll yeah. be interesting. Well, ASU plays tomorrow on Turkey Day. Um, they got a game against Syracuse, which I was really hoping Syracuse would have won that game so ASU wouldn't have to play them. I have nightmares Same. about Syracuse. They're like the Oregon State of this basketball team. Um, eliminated, eliminated them in a tough game in the first four one year with Isaiah Battle or Isaac Battle, the guard from uh, Syracuse going crazy. And obviously that Jim Beheim 3-2 extended zone that they play is just absolute hellfire. Um, it, it's so hard to move the ball. And that is why I'm so concerned. The only hope I have is that ASU, if they decide to push the pace, they could blow Syracuse out. They really could. Um, but if you They're going to have to push the pace. But also, I mean, I think if they go back and look at what uh, VCU was able to do against them today and kind of break it down, yeah. uh, really focus on that they, in the next 24 hours, because they're not going to have a ton of time to adjust. Well, uh, look, you know, these, yeah, normally what you do against this team is you push the pace. But VCU didn't. And I was watching that game. It was ugly to start. Really, really ugly from both sides of the ball. Um, I think there's another Bayheim, by the way, instead of Buddy Bayheim. I think he's has another Bayheim on his team. I thought I heard. Um, but anyway, VCU was able to, in the second half, without pushing the pace, get the ball inside, um, which obviously is a, is a way to beat a zone, get the ball inside and kind of uh, uh, methodically beat a zone, which was weird to see. So if ASU wants to go that route, I mean, they can. They have size to do that. But I think the best way to come come across and beat this Jim Beheim blood team is to just just put your fucking foot on the gas pedal and go, man. I mean, you got so many athletes on this team, Bobby. Mm -hmm. You have so many athletes. I mean, the bigs can you run. Do. The guards can run. Uh, your team plays better when they're running. I don't understand why this team doesn't run. It just and this would be a perfect situation to do so. He says that, but he's brought that up in press conferences before, though, that he knows this team plays better when they push the pace, and he tells them that. And he tries to get them to push the pace. Um, and instead, he says the guys keep letting the other team bully them into what pace yep. of game they want to play. So, I mean, it's something that he knows. It's something he addresses with the team. But they're still not mentally tough enough to stop that momentum shift or, yeah. you know, the um, the ability for the other team to shut them down uh, offensively. So, you know, um, like I touched on, I mean, you're saying, like, what are you doing? And I know Lotone Capone had a comment on screen here just before about what are the positives from this that we can take away. Um, one of the positives coming out of this is you have to look at, like we said, Baylor's ranked in the top 10 last year's national champions. Yeah, they lost some guys, but they're still really, really tough. 
Arizona State is going to face some really, really tough competition here coming up, not just out of conference, but also in conference. Um, UCLA is going to be an absolute nightmare to face this year. So I think that the fact that you're facing a really experienced team like Baylor early on helps get you prepared uh, in terms of what to expect, especially uh, the younger guys and the guys who maybe came from a smaller school. Um, Not to take anything away from them, but this is – Playing in the Pac-12 is a little bit different than some of the other conferences. And that's what I'll say. Yeah. Well, I hope they bond a little bit in the Bahamas. It looked really fun. um, Yeah, The video that their social team put out. Uh, Will we ever get a healthy, complete team on the floor? No, uh, we don't deserve that um, as fans uh, in general. Um, And plus, uh, it just really isn't good news that Marcus didn't travel and they just don't know what's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if he shut down. I literally would not be surprised if he shut down for the rest of the season. See, I don't think that. I think I don't that, think I don't uh, think it's going to happen. I just wouldn't be surprised at this point. See, I really don't think it's that bad. I think they want to rest him. I think that yeah, the battle for Atlantis was big, but I think that their long-term goal is yeah. uh, getting him back and getting him I think they really want him for that GCU game. So they yeah. they're going to just let him lay low, uh relax, rest. Don't travel to the Bahamas. You know, he has family here. So for him to stay here and not travel to the Bahamas, um, I'm sure it wasn't the biggest deal. I mean, the the university saving money by him also not traveling as well, you know. So, um, like I said, I'm not surprised. It's not something you want to see, but he was injured. Do you really expect it? I mean, you knew he didn't travel to San Diego State. Would he really go to the Bahamas? Probably not. Even though they broke the trip up. I don't know if I mentioned that. They did stop in Florida for a training day. Um, but yeah, I just didn't anticipate he would go. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, as I said, ASU does play tomorrow against that Syracuse team. That's at five 30 on ESPN two. Uh, we will be coming to you live after the game, even though it's Thanksgiving. Um, you know, the commitment doesn't stop people. Come on. Um, and then yeah, also come spend your holiday with us. Yeah. On Friday, win or lose, they will play again. Um, hopefully they won't be playing in that seventh place game. Um, they'll either, if they win, they'll be playing at two 30, um arizona time if they lose they'll be playing at 5 p.m arizona time on espn2 both of those um and those games are to be determined who they would face um we'll get you more um coverage on that tomorrow after the syracuse game uh brit what are you most excited for tomorrow to eat oh my god uh my aunt makes the best rolls ever so her Mm -hmm. rolls yeah. Also, okay. I can't even just pick one thing because I've been saying yeah. it all along. Thanksgiving this is, why is my I favorite asked holiday. <laughs> Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. So I love turkey. I love me some white meat turkey. Uh, lots and lots of mashed potatoes smothered with butter, green beans, uh, green bean casserole. Um, I like some pumpkin pie um, rolls. What else? Oh my God. There's, I can't even, my brain's like short circuiting again. See, there's just well, too much. There's was, too much for me to think about, but was, I just love was, Thanksgiving. That was a lot of things. Um, Hurley versus Hurley, we'll have to wait. Yeah, um, I am, I'm breaking my diet tomorrow for the first time, and like I'm, I'm very proud of you. I'm very so, excited for you. I'm really excited. Um, I'm gonna go crazy on some stuffing. Um, oh massive, my god, stuffing! I'm a massive stuffing guy, like the biggest. I used to hate stuffing when I was a kid, but I love it now. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited to eat tomorrow, um, and then come to you f- with a post game show with my full ass stomach. Um, you can follow me at Shane Deef, uh, right there. You can follow Britt at Lit with Britt, right there. Oh, wait. 
<laughs> um, you can follow the PHNX Sun Devils account on Twitter at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow PHNX Sports across all socials. Britt, do you have anything cooking up on Go PHNX for the people? Uh, yeah, so I'm working on our uh, Pac-12 picks of the week. So I'm trying to get a Territorial Cup story written, but it got delayed because my whole day got thrown into a little bit of a disarray today because we had to change our schedule around for this week a little bit last minute so haven't necessarily got started yet but i'd love to get that done uh but it might not get done before but we'll see so. yeah well um if you want the content whether it gets done or not it'll be posted on go phnx along with there everybody will definitely else. be a post game there story will be for football coming on yeah. sunday uh we'll have some sort of uh end of the year end of the season football review um type of written piece this week has just been a very wonky week with lots of moving parts and times changing uh, last minute when you don't anticipate them to, and then you don't necessarily get to some of the things that you thought you were going to start. And so you got to take priority on like your live shows and stuff versus getting, yeah. So I don't well, know. Yeah. We'll see. I'm um, going to shoot for it, but. As, as the people know, 50 cents for your first month. If you just want to try us out, you can go. You can get sixty, get a sixty, just under sixty dollars for an annual membership. You get a free T-shirt if you do that. There's some fire stuff at the phnxlocker.com if you want to check that out. Um, as I said, follow us across all socials. Leave a like on the video if you're listening on audio. Um, please, please, please leave a review. It helps me very much. Um, and uh, leave some comments. What are you most excited for? Uh, leave it under the video. Uh, DM me on Twitter. Maybe I don't know. Um, get some engagement. Uh, talk to me. I'm lonely. Tweet Guys, me tomorrow <laughs> and tag me with your Thanksgiving plates. I want to see what they look like. Show me all your good food and how you are going to be chowing down with the fam. Great. Well, guys, I appreciate you joining us in another edition of the PHNX Sun Devils post-game show. We will be back tomorrow after the game at 5.30 against Syracuse right here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Um, thanks again. Hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving. Get a good night's rest and get ready to eat. Peace.